This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. We just want to start this episode by giving a huge thanks to all our weekly, monthly, and occasional listeners. The Aside podcast has recently reached 50,000 listens. For a podcast designed specifically for Victorian drama teachers and students, perhaps the most niche podcast in the world, we are just absolutely wrapped that people have been helped by this and people are coming to the Aside to have a listen. Thank you all so very much. Welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman, and today we're speaking with Tim Roach from Brunswick Secondary College. He is also a member of the Drama Victoria Committee of Management. Tim and I talk through improvisation activities in the online space. Without further ado, we bring you Tim Roach. We welcome to the podcast Tim Roach from Brunswick Secondary College and Drama Victoria. Hello, Tim. Hey Nick, how are you? I'm super de-duper. How are you travelling during these strange and uncomfortable times? I hate when people call them strange and uncertain times, but you said strange and uncomfortable, so that's beautiful. I'm doing well. Great, excellent. I think it's been pretty fun. I I had a good day with some of my junior students. Are you still having fun online? Are they still enjoying it? Yeah, they are enjoying it. Like the thing is, I've got to say that it's working fine. I just would much prefer to be in the classroom with the students. You know? Yep, it's that much easier. Drama is made to be an interactive, collaborative experience, but you have potentially some tips that we can make it that little bit more collaborative, that little bit more fun. Uh, we're going to talk yeah. improvisation online. We sure are. I mean, I've been doing just a couple of little um, improv jams and things like that online, and I've been testing out some of the uh, some of those ideas with my theatre sports students um, and with my own classes. And look, some of them have worked really well and some of them haven't worked very well at all. And I think that's sort of the world that we're living in where we're just sort of trying some different things and and putting some more tools in our belts uh, when things work. Well, I think it's as good hearing about the things that didn't work well so we can avoid them ourselves and do them. I I did a little, I know this episode is talking about you, but I I did a little little thing today with my grade one twos where we did a little malapropism exercise where we just pointed to... 30 things in 40 seconds and call them something different. Look at a phone, point at a phone, call it a squid, look at your lamp and call it an anchovy and blah, blah, you know, just have fun. It doesn't have to be fish related. Uh, so, <laughs> and that worked quite well. Sounds like, sounds like they do have to be fish related. Uh, why not? Uh, but what have you been doing? Yeah, look, I mean, I think there's a real um, sense of advantage when we're working with impro. Uh, online that we don't necessarily always get in the classroom and I think that's probably the case with all subjects that are being taught you know there's there's some advantages and some disadvantages but I think that really um, my students uh, it's helping their directorial skills a little bit more than it, it ordinarily would really encourages students to watch their partner um, rather than just think of, of the funniest joke. And then actually they think, oh, that's, that's the offer. That's what I need to actually um, build on. Uh, which is is really, really nice. There's lots of stuff that you can do when you're playing with the camera and you're playing with the audio um, and you're able to change your body and change your dynamics in ways that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to. I encourage my students to, you know, yeah, encourage students to move over to one side of the camera, get really far back, go really close to the camera so that they look like a giant or, you know, you can whisper to the camera and, and all of those kind of things, which um, ordinarily we might not think to do if we're, if we're improvising on stage. Well, it's about using space in just a brand new way. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and the more, I mean, my students have been really, really creative with it. I think the, the more you play around with it, the more intuitive it becomes. Awesome. And what are some, are there a few activities you want to talk to us about that you're doing that have been successful? Is that the best thing to do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the first um, thing that I just want to say to anyone that's listening is um, the real importance of, uh, like we were saying before, the things that don't work are the things that we learn from. Um, and I think it's really important to sort of try and build a culture. I think it's really important that we sort of try to build a culture of uh, it's okay to stuff up, it's okay to fail. Um, and when we do fail, go, yeah, we failed, let's do it again. Um, and I think that that's more important than ever online. I think that the technology creates a little bit of anxiousness around us. And I think that um, it's, we just need to all know that it's okay for us to stuff up. It's okay for the technology to stuff up and we'll just make it work. Great game. Hooray. I failed the hooray. You failed where you get to wake up in the morning, say one thing you've done, you've already made a mistake of that day. And then the whole class says, hooray, you failed. So you can jump in and say, I tried to log into the internet that worked out actually that my uh, webcam uh, had a bit of tape over it. Hooray, you failed or whatever, you know, I hadn't plugged in my modem today. How would they tell you, hooray, you failed if you didn't have your modem? Well, in? they tried, you see. It was an attempt. And then they had to go and... You failed. Hooray! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, look, I've just put together a couple of little um, sort of broad categories with some examples of things that I think work really well um, improvising. And there's really some things that uh, don't work as well which my students really love. A lot of the games that they enjoy playing, like Space Jump or Guess Who's Coming to Dinner or um, any of those kind of things are really difficult because they're so reliant on movement and they're so reliant on um, engaging with each other um, physically. But some of these work really, really well. So um, more broadly, I think that anything to do with characterization, narration, um, small group work where they're presenting and accepting offers, um, and anything using props and site-specific improv um, actually lends itself really nicely to the online world. Um, so in terms of characterization, um, using hot seating is a really brilliant um, improvisational tool, particularly with VCE drama, as we know um, that's one of the things that we encourage students to do to get inside the head of a character. And I think it's really good practice at, um, at a junior level. Um, to give a student a character and then just have different people ask them questions and have them respond in character. Um, it's a really simple thing that you're able to do. It's something that works, uh, works online because obviously you don't need to um, interact physically and that kind of thing. Right. Um, also a game uh, called Don't Get Me Started. I like to think that I invented this game um, because I'd never heard of it before. But the way that it works is that uh, basically you go on a bit of a, um, a rant and you say, don't get me started about my phone. And then you talk about uh, why you don't like your phone, all of the things that are wrong with it. And you keep going and keep going and keep going until someone stops you. And the whole purpose of this game is actually to, as an audience member, watch for the moment where your partner starts to falter, watch for that moment where your partner starts to fail so that you can come in and, and, um, build on their offer. So, oh my God, I can't believe it. My phone never gets any reception. Reception? 
don't get me started on a reception and then you start your own monologue and kind of take some of the pressure off. So it's a real give and take kind of thing. And, and it forces the students to be looking at each other and watching each other and even learn those cues from each other for later down the track when they're improvising so they can jump in um, yeah, before someone even knows they've failed or are about to drop the ball. That's absolutely it. I call it the panic behind the eyes. When you see the panic behind the eyes, that's when it's time for you to jump in with your own ideas. Um, anything to do with sort of improvised monologues and rants uh, is, really, um, is really effective because again, uh, you're encouraging students to watch, you're encouraging students to, to think about what's going on, but it also doesn't rely on any of that um, interpersonal, physical kind of stuff. Yeah. And an exercise maybe like complaints desk is great there too, because that's a two person object related thing. You can do that across the world. Something like complaints desk where I come in with a, with a mimed object and then I explain to you uh, what's wrong with the object until you can guess what it is. Mm, that would be really good. Guess. And the other way around too, I come in with an object, I don't know what it is until you start giving me clues. So I can come in and say, it's broken. Say, it's broken? What? How can it be broken? Uh, it was alive this morning. So then I learn, obviously, it's an animal of some kind, and then the clues keep coming. Anyway. Yeah. I think that... Um, I, I really like that idea and I really like the idea that you could actually use it with a physical object as something that it's not. So you come in and you, you know, you've brought your dog along and you're like, oh, it's broken. And then, you know, actually it turns out it's a telephone or, or something like that. I mean, there's a, a, a nice um, opportunity to, to make it a little bit absurd and a little bit crazy in, in some of those ways. Yeah. And then by the end of the activity, you take away what you've worked out, what it actually is. So it doesn't matter how you yeah. enter, but how you leave really matters. Exactly, and building that shared understanding, which, as we know, is so crucial. Cool. What else are you doing, Tim? What else you got? Ten characters in ten seconds. So, um, a really fun game that I was playing with my VCE students the other day, and it is quite difficult because it's so mentally exhausting. Um, but it's really good for developing transformation of character and that kind of stuff. Is uh, where you have a hundred and how many do I work it out to be? One hundred and forty seconds on the clock. Someone's timing you. Every time 10 seconds elapses, you have to present a new contrasting character and you have to make that character last for the entire 10 seconds. Uh, so we all start, anyone that begins this game starts with, okay, I can do this character, I can do an old character, I can do a pirate, I can do a T-Rex. Um, but by the time you get to sort of that five, six, seven, you are, you are on the back foot and you're really trying to work out what you're going to do and you just end up doing really crazy things sometimes you just start crying because that's how you feel inside um but it, it, it's a really nice improvisational tool and it's really good for getting you to think about how to make really different characters because even if you're pre-planning you know you and i with years of experience could sit here and, and have our 14 characters ready to go but sometimes you're in the moment and then that that idea slips away you just have to go with with your trust and your instincts and your faith in yourself back yourself go in there and make something awesome yeah Definitely. Um, and I found that worked really well as well because I was able to put different students in different groups and have one person watching, one person timing, one person performing, okay, rotate, um, which is sort of a nice tie into the next sort of lot, which is um, small group work, which is more just about presenting and accepting and extending offers. So a lot of that yes and sort of stuff that's really simple uh, and often maybe students don't enjoy it as much because it's not as performative to an audience or it's not um yeah or it's not taking suggestions from the audience or or there's a whole host of reasons that they might not enjoy it as much but it's so 
critical to developing those skills of this is what someone's presented to me, how can I build on it? Um, so just the things like word or sentence at a time stories, things like exactly like you were saying with the complaints desk. So um, you, you give them a present and they name it uh, and then they give you a present and you name it. Um, things like uh, questions. We played questions quite a bit a couple of weeks ago where um, you're only allowed to speak in questions or alternatively you can flip it around and do only statements. Um, that's a really nice game that just works with two people. Everyone else turns off their cameras uh, and it really puts the focus on the, on the performers. Um, and it's really nice just for building skills and, and getting back to basics. And if you can put people into um, small groups or breakout rooms or little teams or whatever platform you're using, um, you can just drop in and it's an absolute joy to see people bouncing off each, off each other really rapidly. Awesome source, great, super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next kind of broad category, and it really, do, do go, the next broad category, and I mean really go away and do some research based on these categories. I'm only giving you a couple of um, examples of things that I've been using or I've been thinking about. Um, but is narration. So anything where you have one or more characters which are doing something and then other characters who are traditionally off stage, but in this case, they might just have their camera off or, or whatever. So anything like sound effects where um, characters might be miming a scene and then you've got someone doing the sound effects for them can be a bit difficult in terms of getting the timing right. But again, remembering that we're failing happily, doesn't matter if it's perfect. Yeah, no, not at all. And you're giving something a go. And the fact that we're doing drama online and enjoying it and having fun is is actually a huge part of drama, that sense of play. So yeah. the idea that we are playing off one, one another and we're collaborating in, in this space in any way, I think is positive. Uh, and narration is, a fun, is fun. Yeah, so things like character dubs, uh, where you're having dialogue, but someone else is speaking for you. So it's a real interplay between uh, what you're doing physically and what they're speaking. Um, typewriter, which is a really nice game where a person sitting at a typewriter telling a story. Um, and then if the story starts to go wrong, they can rip the page out or they can make deletions or edits and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's also called film director. But people may know yeah. that. You say, oh, okay, do that again, but this time I want to see it more monkey. This time I want to see it more passion. This time I want to see it, you know, less breathing whatever it is that they come in and then change up the scene, right? Yeah, so this focuses a little bit more on, on the actual narrative. So it might be, so it's a person writing a novel. Um, so instead of um, uh, changing the tone of the scene, it's really changing the events that happen. Um, but yeah, really similar sort of um, concept, I suppose. Yeah, uh, and you might be able to do something like sing about it or monologue about it in a similar way, right? You have someone telling a story, then you get to, everyone's on, on mute, one person's telling a story, and then you each get a chance to unmute and say, monologue about it, or sing about it, or more about that. Uh, and then that's a fun way for them to dive deeply into one short sentence that maybe they accidentally say midway through. And that's... Um that is a really nice thing again about this because you are watching because you're watching and listening more than you would be perhaps if you were sitting in the audience or, or for my students often that's the case anyway um things like translator um where you've got someone maybe speaking in gibberish or another language and then someone else has to come in and, and act as a translator works pretty similar to the character dub kind of thing but that's another nifty um nifty game that you can play where it's not reliant on people interacting and actually it sort of works a little bit better in some cases because you've got someone 
actively watching, they can see the whole screen uh, instead of standing off to the side and that kind of thing. And also I've, I've found the angst has been lower for performers. The students kind of feel like they're in their own space, kind of feel like the people watching aren't really there. So there are, there are bolder choices being made and there's, it's kind of a different kind of improvisation because the, the fear of failure isn't there as much because it's not a live audience. Have you not found that as well or is that just me anecdotal? Oh, that's interesting very much. Um, I've found that some of my students are really um, engaged with it and they're really happy to take us on a tour of their house and play in different parts of the parts of the space. Uh, and some people don't like it at all. They'd much prefer to be in front of their friends and they feel maybe like they've got more of a safety net um, around them in the school. Yeah, okay, so people aren't putting as much energy in because they're at home. Yeah, I think I find once once activity is going, people are pretty happy. And and the weirdness of the of the of the camera and the, the screen, it does fade after, you know, midway through class. It starts to disappear and sometimes you feel like you're in the room. It's obviously never the same, but sometimes you can feel that way, which is becoming lovely how we're getting used to it. Yeah, I think it is frustrating though that it still tends to start out in the way where people are still trepidatious. Uh, it seems as though we have to keep getting over that hurdle every lesson so far. Maybe Hopefully it'll go away. Some fun rituals to do, but even still, like we have our Wednesday mornings, we have to bring a hot drink. Tuesdays, we have to wear a different... Um, we have to wear a different show t-shirt from one of our school productions. On Fridays, we have to come in costume. Uh, and Mondays is Monday-itis. Don't do anything, just come. That's nice. That's a really you know, good idea. Just small things to do each time. So be like, hey, to bring us in. Uh, but even internet issues we're still having. But anyway, that's that's not. Is there something else you want to share with us before we say goodbye? Uh, I've, got a, I've got a couple more if you want to I hear. I would love to. Um, I had a student, and I wanted to just share this story. I had a student who was um, doing an improvisation as Brigella, um, and I kind of gave the prompt. I gave the Lazio. I said, "Okay, off you go. Um, go and film it, and come back to me." Um, and she said, "Can can I do this in my kitchen? In my kitchen?" That was just, obviously it was a Lazio in the kitchen. And I was like, "Yeah." So off she went, and she played Brigella, cooking up a storm in her actual kitchen, and it just added this really um amazing sense of of place to it um so just as a as a tip encourage students to to play around with where they are and and what they're doing um and if they can you know yeah well i i follow make make a scene on facebook uh which is a, a fantastic comedian company i think 10 years they've been running now and they sh uh, shared this isolation the isolation latsy and i was like steal yoink and this morning I did that same thing with my students. They all did a, a isolation last year where they played within their house doing comedia stuff. It was really funny, really enjoyable, awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's working around the state. Absolutely. And uh, Nick, I actually think that Maker Scenes just released some uh, resources for teachers that are available for purchase on their website. That def I believe so too. I know it's either coming or out, but you know it's definitely out. Yeah, it came out on Monday. Oh, right. Awesome. Great. I mean, anything Rosa and Maker Scene does is awesome. So great. Good. So if you are interested, folks, in uh, doing some Lutzi and doing some comedy with your students in isolation, that could be a great resource. And it's just fun. It's just light fun and enjoyable and, and practical and instant and in the moment. And you get it. The whole point of comedy is that you get it in, you know, these stock characters. I mean, yeah. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that things are happening in the world of improv. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it can be pretty hard. It can be pretty difficult. Um, I think uh, there might be a little bit of 
anxiety from people around using technology, having an audio delay makes it pretty difficult as well. Um, but I think the mo most important thing is just to give it a go um, and, and try and make it work. One thing I've been doing is saying to my students, go away and think about your favorite game and how we can actually play it over Teams. Um, come in with a warm up and you can run it. Um, depending on sort of the age or ability of your students, you could um, get them to do that or perhaps they work on it with you or you improvise how to do it in the, in the classroom. Yeah, then we've got a whole new game. Yeah, or maybe it's just a provocation that they say, oh, can we play Space Jump or whatever? And you go, oh, okay, I'll think about it. Go away and come back and, and have a go. Just just have a go. I think that's the most important thing. If it If it fails, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. We did one game of Space Jump using the, the using the unmute button, but I think freeze tag. Surely that's going to be tricky. But then then again, maybe not. You just pause. You just say, "I'm going to take Tim's Tim. I'm in your position now, Tim." He goes on video mute, and then yeah, we take over from each other. Yeah, that could be fun too. All right, super duper. Lots of ideas, Tim. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks very much, Nick. That is all from us at The Aside. There are a load of episodes in the bank, over 250 now, so please feel free to go through our bank of episodes to find one that piques your interest. If you would like to ask us a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.